Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Two Peas on a Pod. This is your co-host, Zachary Cordell, along with Austin Griffiths. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, everyone. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday morning. Hopefully you had a good start to your week. I always hate Mondays. Austin probably don't care much about what day of the week it is anymore. I still hate Mondays, though. But always, I hate getting up on Monday morning and just starting off the work week. I always love being off on Mondays, though, like on Memorial Day or Labor Day. And we always go to the fellowship hall on Sunday nights after church and eat every Sunday night. And I love going over there when I know I don't have to get up for work the next morning and I can just stay in fellowship and then go home and get up and be off on Monday and also Thursday night of revivals. I love that too because I don't have to get up on Fridays. I'm off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One thing about me and you is neither one of us can stand going to bed. No. And as far as at nighttime, now I love sleeping, but as far as going to bed at nighttime, I mean, we would go to, I mean, we would get up, you know, 4.30 in the morning and go to work and not get home till 6.30 at night. Yeah. And be up till 12 and 12.30 every night. Yeah, I have never been one that has went to bed early. I've always went to bed late. I don't know why, but I just that's just the way I've always been. So I'd rather stay up all night than get up early. You know, I've had old timers tell me, they'll say, you know, they'll you'll get used to mornings and stuff like that. And they'll say, you'll get out of bed uh, before your alarm clock goes off. And the other day, I've, I hardly ever do that. So, I mean, it is very rare. Usually when I hit the bed, I'm asleep, and I don't get up until the alarm clock goes off. And the other morning, we've been working turnaround, which means um, seven days a week. And I forgot to set my alarm the other night when I went to bed, and it, I woke up right on time. And then i done it again, just like a couple of days later. And I couldn't believe that I finally arrived to that You're spot. like your boss. I couldn't believe it. He said, in his own words, he has an internal yeah. alarm clock. I believe it, too. He, I do believe that one, actually. I don't believe a lot yeah. of things yeah. that come out of there. But that I do believe. Yeah, because I do, Because that's the way he is. He said, I don't use alarm clocks. Yeah. Why do you use alarm clocks? Yeah. So people would say, my alarm clock came on late. Yeah, so he gets Why do you even that. use one? <laughs> he, he said, just get up. Say that. It's work time. That's really but funny. Knowing him, he he weighs awake all night and dreams about it and can't wait to get to well, work that morning. You know, a lot of people they go to bed early so they can get up early, but I get home and I don't go to bed very well, when early. When you get home at, at six thirty and you got kids running to you and you gotta eat dinner, and if you're a Christian, you got a prayer life and you gotta read your Bible. Yep. And spend time with your wife. And before you know it, it's midnight. Yes. So anyway, I hope everybody had a good <laughs> Monday and that's We're, our discourse on Monday. Yes. So hopefully you're having a good start to your Tuesday morning. Maybe you're listening on your way to work. So I hope everybody's just having a good Christmas season. Here we are in December. Can you believe it's December already? And it was 70 the other day. Yeah, it was nice. It was very nice. The whole weekend was nice, really. I hope the rest of December is like that. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it will be. It's already went backwards, though. <laughs> it's uh, It's been really nice. Actually, it was warmer the first few days of December than it was in November. Yeah, it was. So we had some good weather here I in love warm the hills weather. of Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I do like cold weather for Christmas, though. I like I like snow. Well, you don't Christmas. live in a trailer, though. Cold no. weather stinks. But if it yep. snows on Christmas, I do like that. But I would like for it to leave right after Christmas. I yep. wish winter stopped on December 31st. 
and spring started January 1st. That would be nice. Yeah, it would be. But, but in Kentucky, January and especially February is the worst time. Yeah, sometimes uh, last February was the worst month of the, the winter. There were several people that in our area that we knew that was out of electric for like 17 days. But so I will be in Texas in February, <laughs> starting the last uh, little bit of January. So hopefully I'll miss it. But last year, I thought I was going to miss it. And we went to, uh, let's see, where was we at? We was in Louisiana, I think. And uh, I was making fun of you all up here because y'all was like, snow, blizzard. And I'm like, man, it's 70 and sunny, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, the news was like, it's coming a blizzard for the first time in 50 <laughs> years in Louisiana and Texas. Prepare. And I'm like, oh, no. So we entered a revival, and that's exactly what happened. I barely got home after church that night. We got snowed in, iced in. I had to cancel and reschedule and push off. My whole family got sick. They got no trucks, no ice, no salt. And it was a whole solid week of being iced at a fifth wheel, and it was rough. Yeah, I remember that. That was bad. I remember you all poloing and texting. It was terrible. It was a pretty rough time. Texas got hit really hard last year, actually. Yeah. We had no water for like six days. We had to melt. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. We went outside. (laughs) There was no water anywhere. I drove to every store that was open. McDonald's was closed. You know it's bad. Walmart was closed. Nothing was open. And anybody that lives down south can uh, second to this. I got a good friend there. I was just Marco Pollan yesterday, Cody Whitaker. He might be listening. He lives in Louisiana, so he can second this. There was nothing open. It was terrible. And uh, I remember uh, we took snow and put it in this thingy, and uh, my propane stove, we melted snow to bathe our children. <laughs> and uh, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, that sounds bad. Well, we went to the Creation Museum last night. And which is here in Kentucky, northern Kentucky. And it was uh, their Christmas town. They have lights every year and they do a Christmas town. And it's a really nice thing to go to if yeah, you're cool. in the area. Um, Christmas town at Creation Museum. It's really neat. It's a ton of lights. The kids love it. My little girl, she's loving Christmas lights this year. And all the kids really like it. And there's a few things for them to do. And uh, it's just a really nice thing. We took a Big group with us last night. Several of us from the church went down and walked through the lights. And then you can actually go in um, to the museum. Not You can't really go through the whole thing, but you can go in, and there's a few things inside to do. And when you first go in to, like, the main lobby, they have this huge statue. And Austin didn't go yesterday, but he went last year. He might remember this. But there's this big, like, a, a statue thing. And uh, it's Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. It's white. It's They're up on a pedestal. And on the bottom of the pedestal, it has um, John 1, 1 and 14 on it. It says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. And then it, that's they stop the verse right there. But it's just a really, uh, a really powerful thing when you walk in because it's big, and it sits right there in the front. I always like seeing that when I go down there. Um, it's just, uh, I love that scripture. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. just really sums up Christmas really well. So we're getting in the Christmas spirit, Austin and I are. And Austin spent a lot of his time last night. He didn't go with us because my sister is getting close to being due with their baby. And so Austin stayed home and wrapped gifts last night. So Austin, are you a good gift wrapper? Um, negative. 
I'm not very good, but I didn't want my wife to do it all by herself. And uh, and so she couldn't do a whole lot of walking, so we didn't get a whole lot done. But we did get some done. My children are done, and your children are done, and some here and there. But we still got quite a bit of shopping to do, and I don't know if we're going to do online or if she's going to be able to or if I'm just going to have to hope I know what to buy people. <laughs> but my wife just can't do a whole lot of walking, which is the only reason we wasn't at the Creation Museum last night. Otherwise, we would have went. But my oldest two went with my mother-in-law, and so that was good. Spend time with her cousins and things. I definitely wanted them to go. So we took the twins. My wife had a doctor's appointment, and uh, the baby is uh, doing good. And uh, they're they're going to be scheduling surgery for her um, here. She's probably going to have this baby in probably 12 days or so. And so we are almost very close to having a fifth child. Yeah, we uh, we have most of our shopping done. We've just got a few things left to buy. I've got a couple of my Sunday school class left to buy for, and that Shanda's got some people, but that should be about it. We're almost done with it. So we usually are, are late shoppers, but we've got quite a bit of it done early this year. Yeah, so. we've switched roles this year. <laughs> but anyways, we are about to start Revival. Yes, we um, are. This coming uh, Sunday, pretty excited about it. I'm actually not going to be here Sunday, but uh, you know, you can't count on us evangelists. We're always gone. But uh, but that's just what our job is. So, but a friend of mine, not too far, a couple hours down the road, asked us to come preach this weekend. So, be traveling alone, flying solo once again, going up there. Looking forward to it. Very close, close friend of mine, and actually going to be doing a podcast interview with him. That'll be released sometime next year. But uh, anyways, looking forward to that. But we're starting revival. I don't know if it's Sunday morning or Sunday night. I'm not sure yet, yeah, um, but one of those we'll be going through next Friday with Brother Russell McDonald, and it's been quite a while, especially during COVID. Couldn't go to meetings, a lot of things. I shouldn't have. I said that word on here, didn't I? You did. I did. I'm sorry, guys. I shouldn't have said that. I do not want you to hear that kind of stuff on this podcast. We hear it everywhere else. I don't want you to have to hear it here too. <laughs> but uh, anyways, we're starting revival. Really looking forward to that. I'll be here Monday through Friday. And uh, so if you're anywhere, anybody listening, Tuesday morning, if you're anywhere around Vanceburg, Kentucky, you're more than welcome to come to the Vanceburg Holiness Church for Revival. Yeah, we're really excited about this. Um, Brother Russell's, you know, just a great man, obviously. And anybody that knows him knows that. And so we're we're very excited excited to have him. Looking very forward to that. We're actually recording this on Saturday and uh, dad's going to pick him up from the airport today so we're really looking forward to him being here look forward to revival and hopefully seeing some of our friends and people come in and fellowship so we're just uh we are looking forward to that yes so zach we've had all these uh episodes we've done um so far and uh i've never even thought of it till just the other day but we've got some singing cds that are for sale and uh, we don't have a whole lot actually on hand we've only got uh, I think we've had four projects all together. I, I think I've only got one. We've only got one hard copy of a CD, um, but we've got some CDs online um, that you can buy. So why don't you tell? Why don't you tell the listeners about that? Yeah, we've got um, mine and Kelly's. One of our projects on there. It's called Heaven on Earth, and you can look that up. Kelly and Zach, Heaven on Earth, and then we've got a choir CD. Vanceburg Holiness Church Choir. You can look that up on, um, it's on like Apple, 
It's not. I'm sorry. It's not on Apple. It's on iTunes. Yeah. And iTunes. I tried to go back and add it to Apple a while back, and I couldn't get it to do it. So, anyway, it's on iTunes, and it's on um, whatever you Android users use. It's probably on that. Really. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't even have no use for it on that. But anyway, I guess that's the Google Play Store. Yeah, you can get on YouTube Music or Amazon Music or any whatever platform you prefer. Well, it's on Google Play and it's on Amazon (laughs) and it's on iTunes, which is the only one that I'm concerned about and the only one anybody should be concerned about. But we're not going to get into that today. No, we do not have time to get into that. We've already had a great steak debate, and we don't want to start with an Apple versus Android debate. But maybe the listeners want to hear it. I don't know. Maybe they'll send feedback or something. But uh, anyways, we don't have time for that. But uh, I do have um, some of the uh, songs on my phone here. And uh, Zach and Kelly done that CD. I think it was 2019, wasn't it? And, I think uh, so. Of you and my wife that was singing, it turned out really good. Nashville uh, musicians there at the family was at the family room studios. Yep. Um, Rod Trip and them was over that, and that was just that was super fun. I'm I'm not a music guru um, like you two are, and you two wrote some songs and things. But being able to watch those professional guys walk in and play songs that you guys wrote that they never heard, don't know nothing about, and they just play it like they heard all their life. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. It's amazing to watch. They use the uh, Nashville number system. It's unbelievable to watch all that. One of these days, I would like to do an interview with you, and I'll just kind of be the moderator and uh, just kind of kind of maybe talk about the process of making a CD. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, anyways, I'm just going to play a little bit here. This song's called Heaven on Earth. That's pretty pretty nice song we did there. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. Just skip through it a little bit. Then there's a song that you wrote, Zach. A lot of people may have heard it already. Entitled, He's Got All Power. There's a couple songs, little snippets on there, and then there's another song on there that some might recognize. And that would be our intro. My wife wrote that song there that you hear every episode on the Two Peas in a Pod podcast. And there's uh, and that one is on our Heaven on Earth project. Yes, Heaven on Earth. Kelly so. and Zach, Heaven on Earth. We've had some feedback on that, and some ask, you know, what that's on. And that's on the Kelly and Zach Heaven on Earth. And project. so Kelly's name with is an I. So K E L L I and Zach would be Z A C H. You can find those um, on there if you want the CD. And then there's a choir CD. Zach wrote this song here. I really like this one called "I Want Jesus." And uh, we're just kind of skipping through it. A lady in our church sang the verses of it.
Then this is my daughter's favorite song right here. The music on this one turned out really good. Yeah, it did. This would be Sister Rachel McCutcheon's song, Jesus is in the House. Get to the chorus here. There's some of the songs that are on the CDs there. If you would like to purchase those, um, where exactly? Can you tell us one more time, Brother Zach, what we need to type in to buy those? So for the Heaven on Earth project, you can type in Kelly and Zach, Heaven on Earth, or just Kelly and Zach, I think will bring it up. And for the choir project, it's Vanceburg Holiness Church Choir. So the big question is, how much do those CDs cost online? I know on iTunes they're $9.99. And you don't know they're 99 cents a song. I don't know what they are <laughs> on the other platforms. Well, honestly, I haven't bought them on there because I already had them from the automatic downloads from the studio. So I think I Google is like seven ninety nine. Actually, might be. I don't know because Google's better. But, but anyways, um, we're gonna move on. And so I wanted to just mention this is Christmas, and so this whole month of December, my mind's on Christmas. And uh, there's some things that we do, some yearly uh, traditions we do around here when we get together around Christmas time and the first thing that comes to my mind I don't know what everybody else does around Christmas and if you want to you're more than welcome to send us an email at 2ps21 at yahoo.com t-w-o-p-e-a-s 2-1 at yahoo.com and tell us some of your Christmas traditions maybe you got something unusual but uh, around here we're, we're pretty simple folk just same thing every year. But one thing we like doing is the Ashland Park here in Ashland, Kentucky, puts a lot of uh, those light displays all around the park, and so we drive around that every year. Yeah, we've always we've done that for years, and we've been driving because our kids have been small. But we used to walk it every year. Yeah, we walk around to. the park, and probably will this year with the kids. I don't know. Hopefully, and they used to have ice skating there, but they took the ice skating out and made it a dog park. Really? So I don't know why they've done that. Of course, it wasn't very big. It was only, you know, at Christmas time, too. They just would have the ice skating. I guess they thought it Maybe took up. Maybe less injuries. Thought, probably thought it took up too much space for such a little time to use it. So I don't know. I guess. I don't know. But they used to have that. And I remember we used to go there all the time um, when we was teenagers. We'd go there and ice skate and walk around the park. And then we'd usually go to Giovanni's and eat afterwards. And that was always fun. That's something, like you said, we've always done. We've done that. For years, uh, as long as I can remember, we've went to the Ashland Park, Central Park. And another thing we do is we go to the Living Christmas Tree in Ashland. There's a church in Ashland that has that every year. And it was actually in USA Today a couple years ago, the Living Christmas Tree. It's a huge tree sets up on the pulpit. Of course, it's a real tall church, big church. And they all sit in it. Their choir sits inside the tree, actually. Yeah, and uh, it's really neat. They have all kinds of lights in there, and then they do a like a, a drama throughout the 
different scene. I don't know how to really explain it. But anyway, it's a really cool thing. We usually do that every year. Yeah, there's one thing I love to do, which we didn't get to do it this year. I was wanting to, but um, with as far along as my wife was and our schedule just didn't work out. But I'd love to go to Pigeon Forge around right before Thanksgiving or right after. And it's so busy. It's like the middle of July is as busy as it is. But I like going down there and uh, the the Stampede, uh, the Christmas edition they do, and just just being down there. Everything's Christmas time. they got a huge drive-through light park um, down the road right off the exit and it's all synchronized to music and it's really awesome it's just a good place to go um, you know two days or something be plenty um just around christmas time but it's a nice place to go but we must keep moving on we got some feedback some comments and things people has given us and uh i'll tell you what we're going to end up mentioning that that debate we can't get away from it every episode somebody else has got to write in and uh, state their opinion, and uh, but I, I'm not going to go with it just yet. But there's uh, somebody sent us a, a review that says this is on Apple Reviews, I believe it is. It says really enjoy the material these men uh, that these men of God give each episode. Very encouraging. Keep up the great work, and God bless from Brother Dylan Damrell. So we just appreciate Brother Dylan, and uh, he. I'm just going to put a, a little plug in for him here. He he has a holiness preaching. Um, podcast and mm-hmm. so just type in holiness preaching podcast and he's very faithful to it i mean practically every day he's got new messages on there so if you like holiness preaching and we hope you do you can listen to it on there he's a great guy i met him just a few weeks ago and uh and so anyways there's a text that uh zach got and it says hey brother zach i wanted to let you know that i've really been enjoying the podcast i really like the top five segment Hey, we're getting ready to do that again here in just a week or so. And I do have to say, though, that you are a crazy man. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> Rare steak is the – oh, my goodness. Now, I don't even agree with that one. Rare steak is the only way to go. Take it easy. Keep up the good content. Now, I don't even agree with that one. That's pretty rough. No, not to beat a dead horse or anything, but <laughs> this uh, this keeps coming back around. And we're not bringing it up. This issue of the steak and – I knew that it would bring a little controversy when I said it because of just all the uh, the negative feedback I get in person when we, when I go out to eat with people, <laughs> especially here in the church. And but now there was one. He just we just talked day before yesterday, and that would be my good friend brother Mark White, which he keeps getting mentioned he made on, this it on this podcast the third a fourth time, and he's going to come on here sometime. So. He he was following me. I think it was uh, a couple days ago, and he said, "He said I know this is a little late." He said, "But I was just going to tell you that I definitely agree with you on the steak." And he said, "Well done, steak is the way to eat a steak." And now he said this, not me. So he said, yeah. "And I should know." He said, "Because I know how to eat, and he does know." Let me tell you, brother Mark knows how to eat. Yes, he does. He's an eater. And he consumes a lot of food. <laughs> in one sitting. And so you should take it from him because he knows what he's talking about when it comes to food. And so there's another Apple review on here. I don't know exactly who this is from. It's just a username. I can't even hardly pronounce it. But it says, Steak Debate is the title. And it says, Love the podcast. However, the only way to eat a steak is with pink in it. 
Back to the Bible verse you referenced, it says blood. You will be happy to know that the red in a steak is myoglobin, which is a protein compound. Now, I didn't know if I believed that or not, and so I did what anybody does in this generation, and I said, hey, Google. And, uh, well, you know, if you got an awesome Android phone, I'd say, hey, hey, Google, what is the red liquid in a steak? And Google popped up, and this is, and I quote, from the steak school. So you can take it from them, whatever. It says what you were looking at. Which I don't know them, so is they a have no credibility. Is a combination of water, which makes up 75% of meat, and a protein found in muscle tissue called myoglobin. If that name sounds familiar, it's probably because it sounds a lot like hemoglobin, the protein that transports oxygen in blood. Mm-hmm. And so according that, to... And that sounds suspicious. According to the steak school, our feedbacker is correct, so... I don't know if you should say you don't like blood in your steak or you should say you don't like protein in your steak. I'm not sure what the correct comment is. Well, Brother Mark also said to tell everyone the Bible says to follow not a multitude to do evil. And he (laughs) said even if everybody thinks it, it's still wrong. And me and him are still right. He's a very stubborn man. He's probably (laughs) laughing right now listening to this. But we moving on, we got an email the other day. And it says, I enjoy listening to the podcast. I've listened to, uh, I've listened to write many of them now. That's what he said. I have first heard about this podcast on Podden Me. Well, thank you, Podden Me. And wanted to see what kind of content you all are posting. It's been wonderful. I really like y'all's podcast. Keep up the great work. And that was from Matt Colton, a new North Carolina boy, I believe it says. So we thank you for listening to North Carolina. We appreciate that. We've got a pretty vast number of states that listen, so we're just so thankful um, for everybody that's listening. But we're going to do a new segment right now, and uh, just trying to look at some stuff yesterday, and I'm sorry I don't have a fancy sound bite yet, so you just pardon with me. I'll get one eventually. And uh, But we're going to move on. Now, if you're an Adventures and Odyssey fan, I did find a sound bite. They say the same exact thing, but for copyright issues, I should probably leave it alone, but it would be really awesome. But anyways, um, we're going to move over to Did You Know? And this is a first-time segment, but Christmas edition. Christmas Uh edition. Austin brought this in on me today. I didn't even know it. Yeah, it's a surprise. So anyways, and so uh, I want to ask the audience, and you can think about it for a second. But what is the most recorded Christmas song in history? Now, I knew this within like five seconds. Yeah, you did. So maybe we should give them like so five seconds. So I would seconds. say... My wife knew it pretty fast, too. I would say most people will guess this. And so, I mean, your guesses are going to be Oh Holy Night, probably. If you guess Jingle Bells, it's wrong. You guess Jingle Bells, it's wrong. Oh Holy Night is wrong. That's wrong. And so the most recorded Joy Christmas the song world in history... Is wrong. Is Silent Night. Yeah, Silent I'd, say, Night. I'd say most people got that. Silent Night is the title. Most recorded Christmas song in history. Had more than 733 different versions copyrighted wow. since 1978. That is something, ain't it? That is a good song. Yeah. I like that song. This was something else. It's not technically one of my favorites, though. No, it's not one of my favorites, but I like it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but there's something else I did not know till yesterday, and so I'm not professing I've known it. I just learned it. And that is Jingle Bells, the song that everybody sings That's all over the place. That's not a very spiritual song. No, it's not. But ever you hear it everywhere. I used to have a tie that played Jingle Bells <laughs> when I was a teenager. Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. What? That's what I thought. 
I got to reading that. I thought, how is that a Thanksgiving song? Who writes Thanksgiving songs? But anyways, it says... Well, don't mention nothing about Christmas. This is what it says. At a Thanksgiving concert in the 19th century, Jajorian-born organist James Lord Piermont performed the one horse open sleigh at his church's Thanksgiving concert. He wrote the song. So it is a spiritual song. And it was republished in 1857 church. with the more, more recognizable title as it was republished, and that is Jingle Bells. So it was originally made for a Thanksgiving well, how song. How has it got anything to do with Thanksgiving? What's the word? That's what say? I said. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. It's around the horse open sleigh. Dashing? Or this not the horse <laughs> I don't hear anything about Thanksgiving in there. But that's what it that was what it was intended to be. So fun fact. I don't know. Zach's that. mesmerized. I'm Moving trying to on. think of the words. I'm trying to see if there's anything about Thanksgiving at all in it. Well we it's have, more of a winter song. It's winter. It's a winter time song. Winter time song. All right. Sixteen fifty nine to sixteen eighty one, it was illegal to celebrate Christmas. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Anyone caught making merry in the colonies would face a fine for celebrating. You had to pay money if you was caught celebrating Christmas. By the Revolutionary and War... now you have to pay money to celebrate. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you still got to pay a fine. I think the fine would probably be cheaper. Yeah, probably. The average person I, I found yesterday, the average Christmas consumer, Christmas shopper, spends $979 I think a year on Christmas. I figured it'd be so more than that. You really. multiply that by many, many millions. That's a lot of moolah. Yeah. Around I, the Christmas I figured it'd season. be a little more than that, to be honest. And so, and then moving on, it says by the revolutionary war that day had so little significance that Congress even held their first session on December 25th. Christmas wasn't even proclaimed a federal holiday till almost another century later. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. And they also say that most biblical historians I don't know. This is just what I was reading. Say that Jesus was born actually around springtime. Yeah, I've heard. But anyways, the last thing I found out was Google says, now this is Google, not me. This is Google says the holiday favorite meal for Christmas is the Christmas ham. Now I could see that. Yeah. I like ham. Yeah. You know, a lot of people give uh, Christmas ham bonuses and stuff at work. They gave them out at ours before. Yeah. So I could see that. Is ham also an Easter food? It seems know. like people have ham at Easter, but I don't know. It's very common at Thanksgiving. I had ham and turkey several times. Very good. Yeah, I think all of our dinners had ham and turkey. And so, actually, I think Christmas does too. I wonder what most people <laughs> prefer, ham or turkey. Mm. I've heard a lot of bad things about turkey lately. Now, I disagree. I love turkey, especially with turkey gravy. But there's a lot of people that don't like turkey. Speaking of turkey gravy, I picked up a spoonful of turkey gravy to put on my turkey at Thanksgiving this year. And uh, one of my cousin's uh, wife, she was standing over there, and I picked up that that gravy, and I put it on my turkey, and she said, Zach, that's applesauce. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I stopped for a second, and I was like, is this applesauce? And uh, she thought it really was. It was really funny. I said, this ain't applesauce. This is turkey gravy. She said, I wouldn't put that on mine. <laughs> it did kind of look like applesauce, by the way. But it made like me it. think it's for good. just a minute. Yeah, it is good. Well, if if somebody really bakes a turkey right, it's going to be moist and it's going to be good. And I can eat it by itself. But a lot of people, it's not as moist as what it should be. But I like turkey gravy, period. And I like dipping my rolls in turkey gravy. And I like ham. If ham's cooked right, you can just eat it by itself. Yeah. Ham is very, 
Very good. But there's just some people, and uh, your wife's one of them, that would just rather eat chicken. <laughs> yeah, that'd way, she'd way rather have chicken. She actually didn't eat any meat on Thanksgiving Day, though. That is I don't crazy. think so. I told her the <laughs> other day, I was picking on her. I said, Oh, yeah, I don't... she did. Somebody made baked beans with hot dogs in it. And she oh, ate that. Hot dogs. <laughs> I said, I don't know why you get so excited for Thanksgiving food. I said, Because you eat the same thing Thanksgiving that you eat every week. Yeah. I don't does. eat turkey except for Thanksgiving. And so I get really excited about it. Yeah. But anyways, we've got to wrap this thing up. We've got a few more minutes. But we've got something very, very exciting and uh, something new. And so uh, we told that, you always going to be making an announcement. Yeah, we did. And so we're making a special here announcement are, right here, 33 word. minutes on the dot into this podcast. And uh, we hope you enjoy what we're about to say. So, Zach, why don't you just start us off? What are we about to start in January? Well, we are going to start on a series that we're going to entitle the Why I Believe series. Why I Believe. So it's basically... That just sounds good. Why I Believe What I Believe. Exactly. And so it's going to be um, a series that is dedicated to things that we fundamentally believe in, um, doctrinally, um, who is the Holy Ghost. We're going to have that, and we've got a special guest for that. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's a two-part episode and I've listened to most of that already. Austin done that one without me there. He was on the road. And I think you're really going to enjoy that. There's some great stuff in there. Yes, it is. Uh, we're going to talk about holiness in our speech, in our behavior, in our attitudes. Uh, what else we got, Austin? Well, we're going to talk about, really, we're going to have a mini-series within a series. Because we're going to start out with um, who is the Holy Ghost and why do I need him with a special guest, like you already said. Mm-hmm. That's going to be in the month of January. And I don't even think we said what we're doing. But we have the podcast every Tuesday. But we're going to do the, the, the series on the first and third Thursdays of the month of 2022. Yeah. I don't know if we'll do it in 23, but at least in 22. We're going to do the first and third Thursdays because there's some months that have five Thursdays. Yeah, we're going to do the first and third Thursdays for the third time, as I said it. But anyways, just so you'll get it. Just so you'll get it about In the. In case they didn't believe, understand that, Austin, tell them one more time. The first and third Thursday. All right. And so, anyways, we've already got January's already recorded and it's edited. I have to do my kids. And so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've already got them already uploaded. Super excited about it. Special guest, uh, pastor, very good friend of both of ours. Awesome. I really enjoyed doing that, and uh, that was just awesome. And so the first Thursday in uh, February, we just recorded that one already. And uh, and so that's the one he just mentioned on why. Why live holiness? Why why live holiness? So hopefully we've teased you enough, and you'll want to uh, go, go listen at it. And so the question is, is why are we doing this series? Why Why even talk about it? We're two Pentecostal holiness preachers. We've got a podcast. Why even do this? And the answer is right now, right now, biblical doctrines, our traditions, our holiness standards, are in, and a whole bunch more are being attacked. He's been the devil for a long time. But however, people all across the nation and across the world in many denominations, including ours, have fallen, gave in, compromised, it seems now more than ever as society goes further and further out into sin. And I mean, it's crazy. Uh, we want to give someone, a young person, a new convert, 
a hungry lay member in the church, hungry laity. We want to give somebody with questions an outlet to hopefully receive those answers. And so the idea was, and I really felt the Lord deal with me about it, and I approached Zach about it, and he agreed that it something that needed to be done. And the idea was that these podcasts, there's titles, you just click on it, boom, you can listen to it. And so the idea was that somebody, whether it be worldwide, we do have some we do have some global listeners, not a whole lot, but we've got some, a couple dozen or so. But anyways, um, you know, anybody that has a question, you don't have to go trying to search down stuff and, you know, stuff like that. If you've got a question regarding, say, a holiness standard or the Holy Ghost, we hope and pray that something said within these episodes will be the answer to your question. And it's just, yes. I mean, finding a podcast and listening to it is some of the easiest things you'll do in technology. Yeah. And so... We're young Pentecostal holiness preachers. I'm 30 years old. Zach is 28. 28 years old. And so by no means are we professing to know it all. No. Not at all. No. But we are holiness preachers, like Austin said. Yes. And we're holiness people, and uh, th- you know this is a holiness podcast, and we are not ashamed of holiness. And we've been in this and a long time. I'm not, I'm not ashamed at all to live no. what I believe. And another reason, you know, that I wanted to do it is I wanted to let young people know, especially, um, I don't know, I, it's not it's not going to be geared only towards young people, but I have that. Um, yeah. That's just one of the things that I uh, tend to focus well, we're, on. We're young. And I just want to let them know that it's, it's all right to live this way and not be ashamed of it. You know, you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to hang your head to live holiness. It's a wonderful way to live. It, it's a very victorious life to live a holiness life. If you dedicate yourself to God and to the holiness way of living, according to the Bible, if you if you live in accordance with the Word of God, your life is going to be blessed and you're going to live in victory. It is victory. It's not, uh, it's not a dread. It's not a drudgery, but it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's exactly right. Boy, you've already started the foundation. You've already, you gave him a snippet. But anyways, we hope you enjoy it. First and third Thursday, I'm going to say it again. But anyways, um, just make sure you look for that. We're going to just mention it the rest through December. Um, just just keep putting a plug in for it. Just keep listening. Keep just waiting. And uh, I can't remember. I think it's January the 6th is the first Thursday, which happens to be my daughter's birthday. She'll be six years old. But uh, anyways, the Why I Believe series, looking forward to it so much. We're going to be talking about the coming of the Lord. We're going to be talking about refuting Calvinism. We're going to be talking about uh, holiness in your speech, like Zach already mentioned, uh, holiness in your behavior and your attitude, holiness in your location, where you're at, what are you doing, your integrity, places that you go. You know, there's some places you ought not to go if you're a Christian. That's right. And uh, there's things you shouldn't say if you're a Christian. There's true also. Uh, feelings that you shouldn't express to somebody. If you're a Christian, um, there's behavior that you shouldn't uh, take a part of. Um, you shouldn't do, you know, shouldn't have a temper. I mean, just all kinds of stuff yeah. um, that portrays to holiness. And then we're going to talk about the big controversial subject, and that is holiness in your appearance. But it shouldn't be controversial. No. And so and we're, we're not here to, we're not going to say anything uh, crazy or outlandish. No, and not at all. we're focusing on biblical holiness. Yeah. Biblical beliefs. And so, um, and so we want things to, that you can find in your Bible. 
Well, that's the thing. We're going to have scripture for all this. This is not just our opinion. This is all going to be scripture. It's not going to be out of context. And we are biblical holiness. There's a lot that are to the left and there's some that are to the right. But we want to try to share biblical holiness um, to the listeners. And so we just hope you enjoy it. And uh, again, we're going to talk about the biblical appearance um, that entails gender distinction, which is all over the Bible, uh, modest apparel, and uh, then hair, and just uh, how you how you should act in your gender. We shouldn't even have to talk about that, but we've got to now. And so we're going to talk about that. We got some, again some special guests that we'd like to get involved, and in, so it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And when you think about the word holiness, a lot of folks I think just immediately think of appearance and that's good in a way but in another way there's more to holiness than appearance and i've heard that preaching all my life you know and we want to preface that you got to be saved you got to have jesus first and we're going to talk about that in the introduction but there's a lot to this word holiness there's a lot to live in holiness you got to be all biblical all around to have that package perfect package of holiness so we hope you enjoy it stay tuned i think it's january the 6th if i'm not mistaken but anyways we appreciate all the listeners again the email is 2ps21 at yahoo.com and the last thing i want to mention is our instagram page is 2ps on a pod at 20 uh, 21 at the end of that 2ps on a pod 21 but anyways i'm going to be releasing some uh, photos about it and that way you can just read it for yourself about what we got going on so that's the special announcement anything else you want to say I'm clear. Good to go. All mine's clear? All right. Well, that's it for the Two Peas on a Pod episode, and we're sorry for my little bit of rambling at the end. But anyways, that's what happens when a preacher don't have notes. He just gets to rambling. But Gordon Moat's about to take us out of here, so we will see you later. In this race of life I've run. That ain't Gordon Moat. That's that Cordell. Child well done.